Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey everyone, I'm Olympian Lolo Jones, and I have a new podcast called Gold Medal Loser, presented by Discover Card. Everyone can relate to those loser moments in their life, especially when expectations are high. But here's the thing not everyone overcomes hardships the same way. So I'll be talking to some of the most winningest people from all walks of life to learn their mentality behind their successes and failures. We'll be talking to athletes and celebrities to get their insight behind personal moments that represent the good, the bad, and the ugly. Plus, how they took these challenges and created a better version of themselves. So check this pod out because it's time to get real. Don't forget to subscribe to Gold Medal Loser on Apple, Spotify, and any preferred podcast platform. All right, I am happy to be joined by Johnny Junta, host of the Officially Unofficial Podcast. Johnny, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. As you can see, I, I might have to put this in my Twitter bio, alleged COVID survivor. I never got tested, but um, I'm just going to assume that I had it, and now I beat it. I beat the case. So, yeah, COVID survivor. I'm doing great now. Wow. My, I was telling you before, my dad's a two-time COVID survivor. He's batting uh, 1,000. He's had it twice. The dude just doesn't give up. Like He's 73, 74. And he just doesn't like nothing can take him out. Like, you know, it's Puerto Rican pride. That's why, you know, <laughs> something, you put in your, something you put in your Twitter bio or something you put in your resume, two time COVID survivor, man. That's just that's what you do. That's just incredible. Good for him. Right on. Right on. Johnny, I'm excited to have you on because I listen to your podcast. Your podcast is probably one of my uh, favorite baseball podcasts to listen to. You have a ton of incredible guests on your show. Thank you. Uh, before. Yeah, absolutely. Before we start talking about that, talk to me about how you got into baseball. Uh, if it was like a moment in time, a like a history or like a team or a, a family member, what got you into the sport? I don't, I don't know if there's a, like a specific moment. I just obviously growing up with a brother that's like two years younger than I am. Uh, it's just one of the sports that we played in the, in the summer, to be honest, like playing in my grandparents' driveway, one V one, we had bases set up. There was like home run over the neighbor's driveway. I just remember doing that. That kind of made me fall in love with the game. As well as like uh, going to Jays games when I was a kid, man. Obviously, I'm from Toronto, uh, so we used to go to the Jays games. Tickets used to legitimately be two dollars. Like, I, 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 it still mind boggles me that that was like the actual price. But probably Roy Holiday was one of the main reasons why I fell in love with the game of baseball, man. Because when he was here, that was like the prime years that I kind of remember with the Toronto Blue Jays was watching Roy Holiday just absolutely put people in his back pocket. So yeah, I was a little mixture of like playing with my brother growing up um roy holiday and just kind of going to like a ton of jays games when i was younger that, those are probably like the three main things that stand out to me oh for sure and uh yo shout out uh toronto man it's a uh, it's a heck of a city and a heck of a team right now man they just got some boppers too yeah no it, it, the toronto blue jays are a wagon and i i get roasted a lot for saying it because i say it all the time but this this team is going to win a world series sometime it gives me it gives me they give me houston astros vibes with the, yeah. with the core they have and all the stuff that they've already set up and just even their prospects, man, there's still so many prospects coming up that are really good as well. But I think, I think we got something really special here. I'm excited for it. It's probably the most I've ever been excited for Toronto Blue Jays baseball in my life. And uh, man, this is a special time to be a Blue Jays fan. Hopefully they're playing here in the summer, but I'm assuming they will for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, just thinking about like, you talk about like $2 tickets. I grew up in Oak, born in Oakland, grew up in the Bay area. So like diehard Oakland A's fans, me and my dad were season ticket holders, but eventually we stopped because we can get tickets for like five, $6. We didn't even need to be season ticket holders. We just jump up in the bleachers and kind of sneak down because like the seats are empty. Um, I, I jumped in uh, baseball or started watching baseball when there was Barry Zito, uh, Mark Mulder, Tim Hudson, Eric Chavez that year, like the Moneyball team, that was what kind of got me into it. Plus, my dad, like he's Puerto Rican, so like baseball is like the number one thing in the in the country. Uh, like you think about all the big Puerto Rican baseball players you have out here in the in the game nowadays. But like, yeah, man, like cheap tickets. That's it's crazy how people spend so much money for tickets. I've never spent money on tickets. Like it's always yeah, crazy. no, it's 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 crazy to me. And Puerto Rican, so I got to bring this up. So yeah, yeah, is Roberto Alomar Puerto Rican? Am I correct on that, or is he? Oh man, I'm gonna have to Google this right now. I think he. I don't know, but I have a funny story. So when I was younger, my dad was a massive Roberto Alomar fan, and uh, 
He wrote a letter to I don't know Roberto Alomar's wife. Yeah, he is Puerto Rican, by the way. Yep, so he wrote, he wrote a, he wrote a letter to Roberto Alomar's wife or Roberto Alomar's fan page that his wife made one of his twelve wives. <laughs> and uh, when Roberto Alomar's number got retired, obviously not retired anymore. Um, uh, in Toronto, we went out to like this arcade with them, like just me, my dad, my brother, and Roberto. It was I, I, I still I have to pitch myself. I don't even remember that happening, but I also remember that like we were at, like at an arcade with Roberto Alomar. And I yeah. didn't even How realize. Did you, how'd your dad swing that? I guess he just wrote like this. Yeah. Like I said, he wrote this note about how much he loved Roberto Alomar growing Like when he was watching the Jays and his wife was like, we have to get you to meet him. And then next thing you know, I'm literally with Roberto Alomar, like eating, din- it, eating dinner. It was bananas. Like, I don't even know how that even happened, but yeah, that's one of, that's one of my, I've never told that story before. Actually. It's crazy. Well, that's, that's a flex right there, dude. You know, it is younger yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, you said it was an arcade, like, like it was like so. It's like Palladium. Do you guys have Palladium in the U.S.? No, right? Is it's that like, like a Chuck E. Cheese or something? It's like a batting cage. It was like batting cages, okay. race tracks there, like like a go kart tracks. I guess it is, and then like arcade and then food. mini golf so, and all that stuff. Yeah, so we did all that with him and stuff. So I just remember like there was like it was security around my family as well as him, and we were just like Jeez. walking around like because he was getting swarmed. Like this was when he was uh literally his numbers was getting retired like the next day so i it was crazy man dude that i'm actually low-key jealous of you right now yeah he's puerto rican <laughs> legend puerto rican yeah legend. yeah yeah he's up there with robert roberto clemente and all those yeah. all those puerto rican legends that we have well i don't know if that. you could say that anymore in toronto uh is, yeah like i said his number is not retired anymore because of some allegations but yeah no on the field he was a freak <laughs> on the field yeah. he was a he was i watch his film and that guy i mean if he could probably compete right now, do thir- have 30-30, hit like 310. He's he was a freak. Yeah, no, for sure. So you in in you said you talked about playing with your, your brother and all that. Did you play in, in uh um little league and all that? What position? Well, no, we don't, yeah. Uh are you do you not have what, what do you guys do? It's in, not really uh, called little league. It's like um because you, you, you don't play hockey, do you? Or you no, I, I did. Like, yeah, we oh, played okay. ho- I played hockey during the winter, then uh baseball in the summer. So yeah, and this, I mean, I played, I guess, yeah, I guess we take a say, like, I, I was playing, like, the highest level you could play at, like, from ages 13 to, I guess, 18, 19. Uh, my brother took the hockey route. He plays university hockey here in Canada now. But, um, yeah, no, it's, I chose baseball. He chose hockey. Uh, we Obviously, we had, at, at a certain age, you have to choose, right? You have to choose because yeah. we did off ice, like, uh we used to do training for baseball in the winter as well. So that would cut into hockey. It would just be a weird schedule. So I obviously right, chose right. baseball. He chose hockey. But, uh, yeah, no, that's uh, playing baseball with with my brother and how competitive he is and I am. Like, that's kind of what started my love for baseball. And, I, yeah, I, like I said, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big sports guy in general. So yeah, I don't yeah. really just generalize with baseball. But, yeah, baseball sure. is like my main sport. So um, you ended up going to college in in uh, America here, yeah, in Nebraska. What uh, what led you to do that? Like what? Uh, yeah. So yeah, like uh, that's pretty much the only way you can get n- not noticed by uh, D like schools or big league scouts. But that's kind of like the dream here when you're playing baseball because our, our college our college here is absolute terrible. Like athletic wise, they maybe get like two fans. They don't really invest in their athletic programs. Kind of a joke. Like all athletics or just baseball? Just no, all athletics. To be honest, wow. they don't they don't they don't really invest in their college athletics. So like the the, the dream is to like live that American dream, play for yeah. a school down there. So uh, got recruited by McCook Community College in Nebraska, got a scholarship offer there. And then the reason why I went community college because you don't need to do your SATs. So mm-hmm. I just didn't do my SATs and I went there. So that was kind of like I guess you could say like that was what made me kind of grow this brand and get all these connections that I have now. Yeah, dude, because you call yourself the face of Juco. Well, yeah. Now that's well, yeah, that's the thing. I that that's like just an ongoing joke. That's I, I've told that since episode one. Like that's just like an on, ongoing thing that we do here, especially yeah. the fall American. That's yeah. one of the bigger things too, because I'm really good in the fall. But yeah, no, it, it if if you looked at my junior college stat, like there's obviously irony in it because I was yeah. shit. But yeah, that, that's why it's funny. So like when people try to troll me on Twitter and they're like they like to say to me, like, you, you, how are you the face junior college baseball to pull my stats up? That's the irony in it. If you don't understand right, right. that, you're a clown. So that's, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, it is. Yeah. That's what we say. Exactly. Yeah. At least, at least you understand that you're able to have fun with it, right? You're not yeah. just getting uptight. And, like... and there's no point. Like, I mean, yeah. if, you're, if you're playing junior college in Nebraska, 
there's a heavy, heavy chance you're not going anywhere in baseball, plain and simple. I, I, it's a harsh reality check. We had one guy on my team that plays in the Yankees organization now, but what's his name? Jake Sanford. Um, okay. There's just a heavy chance you're not going anywhere in baseball. So you might as well just have fun with it, whether you do well or don't do well. Uh, my team liked to have fun with it. We led the nation in uh, drinking underage tickets. That's one thing that we hold to our heart. And uh, that that's that's what happens. I mean, that's what you do. You know you're not going to go to the show. Might as well have fun with it. Yeah, Nebraska, like what what is there to do? Like nothing, literally nothing. Like like go maybe go to a gun range on an like not a gun range. Sorry, just like a field, I guess you could say, because there was like 2000 people lived in McCook. But I mean, the funnest thing you could do is we used to go to Colorado, I guess, on the weekend and which is like three hours away. We used to get get after it there, have go to a couple of parties, have a good time down there. But there's nothing really mm-hmm. to do in Nebraska, to be honest. And And like I said. Nebraska is maybe one of the worst states in the planet. Uh, and this is no disrespect. <laughs> I had fun there, but it's there's nothing to do. There. It's the it's the worst place ever. I don't know how someone lives there. It's it's a nightmare. Maybe McCook. Maybe I'm just talking about the small town Nebraska. Maybe the, the main area is fine, which actually it didn't look too bad, but just a nightmare nightmare state. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, no one's booking trips to Nebraska for their for their family vacations unless you got family out there. It's not that. Yeah, it's not that spot to go to. It's it's a it's a stall. It's like a it's where you. It's like a connecting flight. That's where your connecting flight usually is. Nebraska. That's 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 the best way to describe it. So you talk about like on your podcast, you always ask this question: like, what are your JUCO stories? And like, uh, it's incredible all the guests you have on there. <laughs> Give me some of your stories. Give me some uh, of your stories of when yeah, you were okay. out there grinding in the trenches uh, of JUCO. So probably my best one, I, I think I've told this before. I, actually, I have two. So the first one is is my sophomore yeah. season, which is obviously your last season. Um, it Our team's done. We're not going to make the Region 9 playoffs. Like, season's over. And this is actually, I, ironically enough, this was my May 4th. I remember this day exactly. It's my birthday. And I just turned 21. And we go to this guy. We call him, like, this crackhead. We go to this crackhead's house. And it's we like we're having a party. Like the whole, literally the whole school's there. Like the security guard shows up. He's like he's doing these funny things. I think he got fired because of it. And we're all boozing, getting after it. Like we have, we're leaving at like six a.m. the next day. Yeah. And uh, so uh, everyone's boozing, and then obviously the, the cops there. Nothing else to do, right? So someone gets in a call from the cops, and the cop shows up, and the crackhead who like knows the cop. Like obviously he's like a scum. I mean he's yeah. just like he's a drug guy. He tries to leave and then wrap around and come through the front and be like, whoa, what's going on here? Like, he didn't oh, know trying to play happening. it off like he didn't. Even... Oh, yeah. Okay. But the funny thing about this story is so my whole team's there, obviously, and we have a game the next day. And I'm 21. So the cops looking at me like, you're good. Like, you can just stay yeah. here, do whatever you want, like keep drinking. And my whole team is there. They're all underage. I'm, I think I, at the time I was maybe one of two guys that were actually of the like uh, proper age to be drinking. And these heroes on my team, I think the starting pitcher for the next day jumps out of the back window like there wouldn't be cops there and snaps his ankle. Another guy jumps out the window, snaps his ankle, and we just don't have like three pitchers for the next day, like for the series and Lamar. So that's that's how I could describe Juco. Another one would be um, one guy. This is actually the same guy that snapped his ankle, which is funny enough. He missed the team bus. We had a team bus at 4 a.m. He got... I think drunk the night before, missed the team bus at 4 a.m. He took took his own car, drove four hours to where we were going to be playing. And, uh, yeah, he, he took his car. And right when he got there, my coach said, go to the foul pole. And he just ran foul poles for the 27-inning game we had. So he just ran foul pole to foul pole for, like, four hours. So he just drove Jeez. four hours for that. Like, that. that's what Juco is. There's no, other, like, league in, there's no other league that does that shit. That's wild. That's wild. Hey, I want to ask you. I see all these pins behind you. What, what's up with that? So that's Cooperstown. Uh, that that's another funny story. I, I was a part of the worst baseball team that ever went to Cooperstown, Dreams Park. Which <laughs> yeah, uh, out of a, I think there was 102 teams. We came in 101st, minus 54 run differential. We actually, I remember this wow. too. This is how I knew I wasn't going to go to the show in baseball. We we're facing this New England team, and they were beating us so bad. I was on the mound. I think they threw me on the mound there for fun. I was on the mound, and this team was beating us so bad, they started to switch hitting. The whole team was hitting the opposite way. That's what Cooperstown is. Cooperstown, Yeah, the Cooperstown is like it's just a bunch of these ringers that are just nasty at baseball. They want to win this tournament with 100 teams. 
So we ended up facing these wagon teams and just got absolutely crucified. It was it, and it wasn't all. It was a uh, D one schools, JUCO schools, everybody, right? No, no. This or is like when I'm twelve. Like oh, this is when I'm like yes. twelve, okay. just getting sure. absolutely pulverized, just getting wow. embarrassed in front of my family. That's what Dreams Park is. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. It's like it's like that's where Bryce Harper won these the home run derby when he was a kid, yeah. that, when he was like ten. That's like that's the big dog tournament in New York, but okay. it, beside Cooperstown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so they literally were just trolling you guys by flipping. And, yeah, and no, because I don't think there's a mercy rule past like before like the third or fifth inning. So like they were legit beating us like I think it was like 20 something. So we, they just started switch hitting until the game was like I, it was just a crazy scene. But that's what Cooperstown is. It's like there's just a bunch of these ringer teams that are just yep, yep. built from California, Vegas, yeah, everywhere. Cali. And there's the nasty. Wow. OK, so then that's so all those pins where they just like. So you collect pins. You go like every uh, team brings okay. their own pins. And my team was an absolute embarrassment. We have no no idea. We brought bottle caps, so every every we couldn't even trade for pens because they would throw our shit out. So like they would throw Yo, all you, of our pins out. Your coach didn't even bring a pin though. Like he was he not aware? Of no, the like every player couldn't afford to, it. Every player gets like 50, 60 pins. You just end up like trading, bartering oh, with like sure, other sure. other other teams and stuff. Like to trade for pens, collect these pens, like these exclusive yeah. pens. And no one wanted our pen. Like they would just throw that shit out. So that I mean, like I said, we were just we were the laughing stock of Cooperstown that week, and it was Champions Week, which is when all the good teams go. So yeah. we just got crucified. Wow, that's wild. Yep, there it is. Yep, you hate to see it. You hate to see yeah, it. Yeah, hey, but hey, at least at least you have you, you can you can have fun with that too. You get it hanging up there, like just like you know, enjoying enjoying the fact that you were actually there and just. No, you know, it's a running sick experience, with it. man. Sick experience. Yeah. Like that's one of the big things, especially being Canadian, is going to like the U.S. for baseball tournaments and just seeing like the difference in like quality of athlete for Did baseball. Play... Yeah, yeah. Did you play with anybody there who actually made the eventually made the show or no? Uh no. Uh no, no. I didn't like this one guy. Like I said, Jake Sanford. Uh, he's no, but like in general, in general, that that while you were oh, there, not, not, not on can't... your team. But oh, okay. Because there's a couple of Canadians I played with and against that are like in the show now. But like okay. Josh Naylor, he, Josh yeah, Naylor, yeah, yeah. On, yeah he, Indians he, or yeah, yeah Guardians. Guardians, yeah Guardians. But he, uh, no, he, I guess yeah, hit him, his brother, his younger brother. They're all going to be in the show. So I, that's like the that's one I guess you could say. Then yeah, the guy at McCook was another guy that I played with technically. That uh, that's he's probably going to be in the show sooner and later. So yeah. Do you still keep in contact with all these guys? That's that's one way. Like your podcast, you have like t- a ton of people on there. Like, is that how you kind of started? Like, what what got you to your your podcast? And what what got that idea started to start a podcast? Oh, uh, I I think I told a story. Of, like, uh, I was fun, I was playing Fortnite with Amir Garrett. I I met Amir Garrett through a couple of my Vegas buddies that went to McCook. So I ended up meeting like Nolan Kingham on the Braves, and then Bryson Stodd, and then all these guys, and just started networking like that. And then I met Amir Garrett playing Fortnite with him. Got really close with him. He said, if you start a podcast, I, I, I think I brought it up. And he's like, if you start it, like, I'll help you out. Like, I'll help you get guys. Um, Like, just keep, like, I, I, t- I talk to him once in a while still. But uh, he said, just keep, like, just stick with it. Keep going with it. Like, kind of motivated me to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he helped me get, like, Jesse Winker, Derek Dietrich. Um, who else? A couple other guys. But, yeah, no, he, he, he was, like, a massive factor in helping me uh, get guys on the show as well. Dude, that's huge because, like, Everybody and their mom has a podcast nowadays. Yeah. And like it's to be able to like just differentiate yourself be- between all these other podcasts because literally there's podcasts coming out every day. Like every day I see someone on Twitter like uh, 2022 goal starting a podcast. I'm like, OK, well, that's cool. I encourage everyone because I enjoy it. It's fun. But like literally everybody has one. So just be able to get that like boost of like Amir Garrett, who's a stud. And then him be- be- by him through him getting all these other guests on your show. Just kind of elevating your your content. That's I think the biggest thing is probably like people buying in, like investing in like me. Like you yeah. have guys like uh, Jordan Luplo, um, Joe Musgrove, like all these guys that are like Johnny Junta guys, like guys that like will willing to help me get guys and yeah. uh, <clears throat> trust what I do because they know how much I like it. And like yeah. for instance, like they'll also like go out for a beer with me and just like they're just actual friends of mine. So having guys like that. Um, invested in me definitely helps as well. And uh, another big thing is like having these big prospects, like grinding with them along the road. Like the biggest thing that I do is, is like, and a lot of guests will attest to this is like, I 
I, I, I'm with them during their whole career. Like what from the minors to the show, I'm texting them. Like if they have a good game, I'm hitting them up. Like I'm texting them saying good job today. Like, holy shit. Like pumping their tires, just letting them know, like, um, I'm not just like this guy. Like I'm not just a podcast host that's just grinding to get shit from you. Like I actually legit care about your career. So that's, that's one thing that's really, I mean, obviously I do care about the career, man. All these guys that come on the show, take a chance on someone they don't even know. Right, so right. I, I'm willing to, I'm invested in what they do. I stand up for them on Twitter when guys try to roast them. And that's one of the biggest things that I feel like just being personal and just obviously not trying to screw them over. I just do this stuff for fun and I'm not going to ask them these stupid questions that try to put them in a bad spot or bad yeah, position. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just try to show that they have personalities and like they're actually good dudes. Dude, that's what's up though. Because I, you listen to some podcasts and they're like, yo, let's check out your stats. And like, you know, you all of a sudden like they're on the defense, like they're yeah. the whole you know, but like if you could just be personable with him and like legitimately just have a conversation, that's what I try to do on podcast. Like, like I told you before, like I don't have like questions. I just have like bullet points of things I want to talk about, like, yeah, uh, just different things and just have a conversation. Because, you know what? At the end of the day, we're just two people talking about a sport that we both love. And honestly, like if you think about athletes, they're, they're people, too. Right. You know, everyone puts them on that pedestal of like and obviously they're incredible talent. But at the end of the day, they, they're still people. They still love to do things you love to do. Like you talk about playing Fortnite, like they're just regular people who just have fun too you know yeah no that's the, that's the biggest thing and I, before i go to an interview i i think to myself if i'm a listener what am i going to want to know about this guy yeah. am i going to want to know what adjustment he may do a swing no personally i don't care like i, yeah. I want to hear a story of like what a fan said to them or a funny yeah. minor league story of a fan climbing a pole with a machete or like just fans just doing crazy shit i want to hear about that i don't want to hear about uh, the a tweak they made in their back elbow on a swing. I don't yeah. care. Like, I, yeah, I want. I, it's just being per, like, it's just hearing these funny stories. It's just what is what yeah, people want to listen to. That's the kind of stuff you don't get like on MLB Network the, on the all these all these network podcasts because they just want to talk about the stats, the game, and all that. But yeah. you, if you just dive deep into their like, because these guys have incredible stories. Like I've talked to people who've told me incredible things. I listen to your show. You guys, you've had some incredible like just the machete story. I don't know what that is, but just listening to that. That sounds whack. Like a dude climbing a, a, fa- a yeah, no, pole that's, with a actually, that's an actual story. That's an actual story. A, a fan, a fan. It's there's this weird town. I'm trying to remember. It's in California. Modesto. A fan Yo, in Modesto. J- yeah, yeah, I know Modesto. A fan in Modesto climbed a a, a light pole, the machete, that's in the middle nuts? of the game. Uh, yeah, no. no, lug nuts is Lansing. Modesto oh, Lansing, nuts. Yeah. It's Modesto nuts. I mean, that's what's, yeah, yeah, there's something, yeah. there's something, but yeah, yeah, but no, it's like a fan climbed a light pole with a machete or something along those lines. But yeah, no, I, I, I don't remember who told me that. Donnie Walton, maybe on the Mariners, okay. I think, okay, I think okay. he told okay. me that. Yeah, I don't remember though, something like that. So, what, what is one of the more funniest stories that you've been told by some of your guests? Well, the story that, in my opinion, I think is what made me kind of realize, all right, like this podcast kind of growing. So, yeah, uh, it was a story Matt Tabor, who's a like I think the seventh ranked prospect of the Diamondbacks, um. He told a story of a fan that was at a bachelor party in Beloit, Wisconsin, believe it or not. And uh, he climbed the foul pole. He made a bet with the bullpen pitchers and said, if you guys follow me, he's blackout. If you guys follow me on um, Instagram, I'll climb the foul pole and get a Snapchat of it. Okay. And there's no security at this game, apparently. I don't know what's going on. But this fan climbed the foul pole, blackout drunk at his own bachelor party, and was just on snapchat and got the video and we ended up finding the fan which is oh nice. crazy like the fan reached out to me he, call, he quote tweeted the tweet like he commented on the instagram yeah yeah and he sent us the video and it is the most bananas thing ever like you can hear in his voice he's like all right guys i'm on the foul pole and then he turns the camera around and he's legit like hovering above the the, the field Jeez. on a foul pole Wow, and you said this is in Beloit or is this in Modesto? Beloit, no, it's oh. Beloit. So Beloit. let's let's talk about Beloit because I was joking with you earlier. You're the mayor of Beloit now that you got them a new stadium. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I should be getting thanked for it. Yeah, like every other episode, you just dump on Beloit, which is fine. Like, I mean, the the city itself is nothing to be, you know, it's it's a disaster. But I've only been to the game once or a game there once. Me and my wife went there when back when they were with the A's. Now they're with the uh, the Marlins, but. What's uh? What are some of the uh? What is what don't you like or what have you heard about <laughs> about Beloit other than you know the sky wielding a machete? Well, the biggest thing about Beloit that really pissed me off is, and it's just it's a minor league problem, obviously more than it is that, is the fact that like that place at one point I, I know there's a new stadium there, 
it was it was considered a big league stadium, like every or a minor league stadium, professional baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. Every single player, and it's not even like I go out of my way to talk about it. Every single player, when I mention like what's the worst town, worst stadium, funniest story you have, every single guy, it's it got to every single episode. Like the guy would say Beloit, Wisconsin. So I'd look into it, and they would tell stories. Like first of all, th- their training room apparently is the size of like a bathroom stall. So you can't, you couldn't even like really get work done. Yeah. And the ground wasn't even concrete or like there was no carpet. It was sand. So like it was sand and dirt. So you like, you come out of the shower, you'd have to wear continuous flip flops everywhere you would go. Oh, in the locker room, there was sand. In the locker room, there was no like actual gravel ground or whatever concrete. You're literally just, it's sand. Like it's disgusting. It's sand. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, leaking from the roof the 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 lockers look like the lockers from the movie major league like those little um it's just a nightmare and i like yeah it aggravated me to the point where it's like how are these people supposed to perform at a like professional baseball level and they're playing at like a legit high school field doesn't make any sense yeah yeah no like you said that's a that's a made or minor league problem because like i've talked to guys like i had Cade mcclure on here he kind of lit up Draymond Green and quote tweeted him. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter. Yeah. Um, talking about how, you know, they, they drive all the bus routes and our buses and, you know, they have such a hard life as a minor league. And I kind of had him on, we were talking, kind of chopping it up about that. And like, I've heard stories like from others. Cause I, like I'm with you, man. Like I, I've had a bunch of minor leaguers on here. We just kind of talk about life in the minors and kind of the grind that they have. Um, dude, it's, it's a problem that MLB has with their minor league teams. Like these guys are just living in like, Pick a number between 1 and 10. Whatever it is, it isn't high enough for the number of subscriptions you have, including all the ones you've forgotten about. Because most people have an average of about 8 subscriptions. So introducing Truebill, the app that gives you the power to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need want or simply forgot about don't fall for subscription scams start canceling today at truebill.com slash blue wire look i subscribe to everything and i always forget after the free trial is over to cancel so i was stuck with subscriptions for services i didn't even use anymore and truebill saved me a ton of money go right now truebill.com slash blue wire it could save you thousands a year Get an effortless breakdown of your finances to see where your money is going and how to improve. Truebill.com slash blue wire. Like six or seven dudes in a one two bedroom house or apartment and just grinding through the to just to get to the show where like the majority of them, if, you know, for being honest, they won't get there. Yeah, no, it's um, it's a disgrace because there's no other league like it. I mean, there's no yeah. other minor league system like it. Not, not in hockey. Obviously, there's not really a football. You have practice squad where guys are making a shit ton. But yeah, it's like it's just a joke. And and the and no d- disrespect to the Oakland Athletics, but that's the main farm system that everyone has a problem with. All their facilities are trash. Well, if but you think about it, their major league club, like they're they're cheap as re- as, as it's it just is like no, why? How do you expect people to want to play for your organization when? Like Kyler Murray's probably laughing right now at this. Like I was just gonna mention him. Yeah, their, their stadium is pathetic. It's one of the worst stadium. Like you have to walk through fans to get to the 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 dugout. I believe right. You have to walk through the like the VIP section. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Hopefully they move to Vegas because Vegas yeah, that'd be so lit. That'd be sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was just thinking about Kyler Murray because you know he's he's now like a star in football and like. When he got drafted, like every, all the talking shows were like, "Is he gonna go to? Is he gonna go stay with the A's, or is he gonna go get drafted to you know, play football?" This dude is not gonna want to grind in the minors when he can be an instant star for one of the, you know, for a football team and lead his team to the postseason. Otherwise, he'd be traded away. Like what? Three years later, with everyone else who's in the A's team. Yeah, it's which just I mean, I'm an A's fan, yeah. and it sucks. Yeah, it doesn't make the slightest bit sense for a quarterback to. Who would you rather have $30 million and immediately be playing in the NFL? Yep. Or would you rather sign for three mil or whatever? I think you got three seven. Would you rather sign for 3.7 and have to play in Beloit and eat peanut butter and jam and just sleep in roach infested hotels? Mm-hmm. Like what would you rather have? Yeah. Did you see that that was going around Twitter like a year or earlier in the season, like that bag of a sandwich 
that the A's were giving their their people in the minors. It's pathetic. It's, it's, pathetic. it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And like you talk about cheap organizations, they're cheap from the top down. Like it's you know, even like their major league team. They can't. Their their major league team is a farm system for every. Like already we see rumors of the of the Olsen and and Chapman going to the Yankees. Like these oh, guys God. are. There's like their fourth year in the league, and they're already too expensive because of arbitration. You know. Such a joke. I mean, pathetic organization, obviously, with historic past, like Ricky Henderson played there. Incredible just, uh, talent there. Just a bunch of absolute freaks of nature played there. And then it's just they they get dealt. Like Starla Marte, he's gone. And yeah. I was actually at that game. Uh, Simeon and uh, oh, Gurriel yep. came back. Yep. That game was bananas. Like that. That's yeah. what I realized. Like this Jays team is, I know, legit is like, I don't think I've ever seen a team like this in my life in any. A, a, any team like come back they did that on multiple occasions they were actually mm-hmm. down nine nothing to the red Sox at one point too i think a couple months before and they came back and won like yeah. that's a couple things like man but you love to see it against the a's because the, oh, a's, the a's do have the best jerseys of all time those jerseys oh, are sick i love i think they're so underrated people talk about oh the yankees have the best jerseys because they're iconic i don't care yeah. if it's iconic like the green, the Kelly green jerseys that the A's have. When these have the black jerseys, dude, those are those are sweet. But uh, yeah, and we can't talk about the Yankees being iconic. The Yankees won World Series when there was like six teams in the league. Like yeah. twenty, the twenty-seven rings thing is the dumbest thing of all time. They were, they were, they were beating like literally guys that like HVAC employees that on like played for other teams. Like they were just <laughs> not great. Yeah, and the Yankees are just a pathetic. They're never. The, the Yankees will never be at the top of the sport as long as that clown Aaron Boone's running the show. And I, I hope to God they don't get Correa. I really do. That'd be incredible. You hope they do get him? No, they don't. I hope they oh, don't. Yeah, yeah, I no. hope they don't get anyone. Yeah. I hope oh, they stick I with hope. having Torres or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love, I love the Yankee. Nothing on the Yankee tandem, but I love the Yankee fan who just says, "Oh, I love, I love Olsen. I love Chapman. Let's just give them and they name X player who nobody wants." But they just assume that that's good enough to get like any star player back on their team, like they think, the, uh, they think the they arrogance get, they of think the. They can get any guy they want on planet Earth, and that's yeah. just not the case anymore. Maybe in the two thousands, sure. In the two thousands, yeah, they were a wagon back then. Now, but, yeah. nowadays, it's like no one wants to play there, especially no in the social Torres. media age, and especially <laughs> in the social media age. Though, like, do you want to play for the Yank? I mean, you saw what they did to Joey Gallo last year. They wanted this guy dead. They wanted yeah. this guy murdered, dude. Like. He was obviously not c- c- like performing, but at, at some point it's like relax. Like the it just yeah. no one wants to play there. You want to play in a city that actually like like you know a good example drama. of that. Sonny Gray he got traded to to New York and he yeah. couldn't handle that pressure. Like he completely just was not doing well. He goes to the Reds and he instantly resurge resurgence of his career and he's a stud again. Yeah, like some people just can't handle that and like. Plus, you know, the whole no facial hair, the no, like it's all that so stuff dumb. is just stupid. It's they're, they're so back in the past. It's like they got to realize we're in 2022 now. So dumb. So dumb. Yo, let's talk about a, a trade, though, that you and I probably have different opinions on. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Jays and, and the athletics, uh, I remember this trade. I was it was around Christmas time. It, it was December. I was in my mom's house where I was just wrapping Christmas gifts. And then I get like a tweet on my phone. Josh Donaldson traded to the Blue Jays for scrubs. Like Sean Nolan out of the league. Um, Brett Lowry. Brett, Brett Lowry, who's like. He was a legit like the high, psychopath. Legit he's psychopath. legit, legitimate. I think he uh, got in a fight with Danny Valencia in the locker room like that same year. Yeah. Uh, when he was on the A's. Uh, and then we got Franklin Beretta, who hasn't done anything yet. And then uh, one more person, um, Kendall Graveman, who's a legit, a legit reliever. But if you trade a three, four time all star <laughs> MVP for a reliever, like that's so athletic of them. Yeah, just... no, that was the most athletic trade ever. And uh, and to be honest, like I don't really know if I specifically remember um, that trade exactly because he wasn't really in the prime of his career at that time. I I knew Who, JD. Yeah, I I, I well he well, I I guess he well, was see, was he, he he came up he came up he came up in 2012. He was a catcher. Uh, he came up. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then he was also in the he was a catcher in the A system. Yeah. And then he came up when uh and then he he was like our backup catcher, but he's played third base. And then he he didn't he didn't do well at all. So they sent him back down. And then the third baseman got injured. I can't think of his name. He played for the Tigers for a while. Brandon Inge. He got injured. Donaldson comes up. The A's going to run. They win the 2012 AL West pennant or AL West title on the very last day. 
go to get to the postseason. They get just buzz. They get, they face a buzzsaw in in, in Verlander, and uh, they they lose. And then the next year, he's he's a legit stud. Yeah, like, and that's it. It's just wild how he he was like twenty seven, I think, when he finally got like into the big leagues, and like he was such a late bloomer. <laughs> Uh, but the thing also he he and Billy Bean got got into it like he he didn't uh, they kind of were yeah. bumping heads so I think Billy Bean was like get rid of this guy. I think yeah, I, Jose Bautista was also like a very instrumental part in like yeah. uh, Donaldson's success with the leg kick and adjusting yep, like yep. his approach and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, that was my greatest years and obviously this is a tire pump on my own, maybe a name drop, but sure. Uh, I've talked to Josh Donaldson before on Twitter live spaces. That's he said he was going to come on the podcast. I don't know what the hell this guy's doing. He's supposed to be on like a month and a half ago, but um, yeah, that's what he said on the podcast or on the Twitter spaces. We talked for like 50 minutes. It was like, it was crazy. There was like 700 people in there listening to us talk. I was just saying, so how, did, how did you, how did you get that all set up? Anyway? Um, so Ben Porter, who's like a big Twitter personality, he he yep. he's he's been on the podcast a couple times. Good friend of mine. Right he did a Twitter space. He said, uh, "Starting a Twitter space till Josh Donaldson joined." Josh Donaldson joined, and then Ben just added me to the conversation. I, I just I was listening for a second, and then yep. he saw me in the chat, added me as a host, yep. and he just let me and JD like uh, shoot the shit for like 30, 40 minutes for the people. And that's uh, dope, man. Yeah, so you basically no. podcasted with him without being on your podcast. Yeah, without the recording aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's he. I don't know what's going on with his career now, but those Toronto days were his glory days. He even said, oh, like, absolutely. playing yep. in Toronto was the greatest time of his career. The stadium, the atmosphere. You've seen the videos. Like it's a, uh-huh. it's a madhouse. It's a crazy. It's insane when they're good. How would you compare that team with JD Batista to like this team now? Because like. Like that bat flip, I still watch that every once in a while just to get myself hyped. Like, I, there's certain clips I'll watch before like every season, and that's right up there with one of my favorite clips to watch. I would say it's like two different teams, uh, because that team was like full of the old grizzled vets, right? You had guys yeah. like Josh Donaldson, Edwin Encarnacion, David Price, uh, Troy Tulowitzki, and now you have these guys, right, that are like young trying to prove themselves. But have yeah. also proven themselves like these young all stars that are going to that be playing with each other for like playing with each other for a very long time, five six years at least. Yeah. Back then, it was just a bunch of guys that came from different organizations that put all the pieces together and that worked in a great system like Alex Anthopoulos, the goddamn king here. Yeah. He he brought all those guys together, and that year when the Bautista bat flip, I believe, I think yeah. That Jays team was under 500 going into the all-star break and went on like a 13-game yep. win streak. Yeah. And then they picked up David Price, and I was like, holy shit. Then they got Tulo. Like, that team was not good at, before the all-star. Or I think mm-hmm. it was before the all-star break, but I, that's what I would say is like this Jays team now, you you have this narrative from like three years ago, the baby Jays, yep, the baby yep. blue Jays. But now they're and big then, now. <laughs> and now, yeah, yeah. And then back then it was just this team that kind of came out of nowhere that just all yeah. of a sudden started to be, be good, right? So it's like two different aspects. But I would say this Jays team is going to be more exciting than what that was. I hope. We'll see. <laughs> was it Dyson who gave up that home run to Bautista? Yes. Di- right. and, and that was the guy that I was talking shit about. Bautista too. I think. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's funny because that guy was he, he was on the Rangers. So the next year, the Rangers were playing the A's, and my sister's at the game, and he tosses her that same glove. His really? glove, yeah. I'm I'm assuming it's the same glove. I mean, it, 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 either that or it's like an ident- identical like replica. He has a bunch of the same ones, but yeah, he tossed my sister in the fan, so she has that glove now. That's yeah. a piece of memorabilia right there. I that'd be electric if it actually is. Like that could probably sell for so much. I there's no that, way to prove it, no, but it looks yeah. like his him as that glove. I mean, maybe he yeah. just has like that, that's like his style of glove, but either way, like yeah, he was the one who gave it the home run and the next year he uh, tosses it to my sister, which is dope. Yeah, he was the most hated man. And I think no, Trevor Bauer was the most hated man <clears> because <throat> he wiped his ass, I think, with a Blue Jays rally towel. I think really I wow. that, yeah, no, I I yeah, I think that was the Roger Center. That was like before he became this I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. like big time name. But um yeah, he wiped his ass with a Blue Jays towel when the Indians beat the Jays. I think it was like in five or six games, but he oh, was, that was when he went to the World Series that year. Yeah, against the Cubs. Yeah. yeah, that was against the Cubs. But um yeah, man, those are probably my best memories, to be honest. The Jays fan, uh, is those two years. And then the year after you had the Edwin Encarnacion uh home run in the in the wild card game against yeah. the Orioles when Showalter didn't bring in uh Zach <laughs> oh, Britton. Yes, 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 yes. Man, Britton was so good too. He's kind of falling off now, but like yeah. that was and Showalter, he's gonna he's gonna face some criticism in, in New York because he's very old school. But I think 
I think that's the right move for them. But yeah, like not putting in your best pitcher and, and giving up a walk off to the Jays is just I just I can't just, yeah. Hey, man, you gotta see these atmospheres here. Like I, I say it all the time on the podcast, like that Yankee series, I think it was like there was two series left. Uh, that Jays-Yankees had a four-game series when the Jays kind of moved ahead of the Yankees before mm-hmm. they they the two weeks later where they kind of dropped it. That was the craziest atmosphere ever. That was the game. It was Garrett Cole. I went to it. I went. It was Garrett Cole versus Barrios. Barrios absolutely carved. Garrett Cole came, uh, went into the eighth. Bo Bichette, I think he went to – I think Bo Bichette had two home runs. He had an oppo one and an oppo double or, or something along those lines. That stadium was buzzing, and that was at capacity. I can't even imagine what it's going to be like now when the Jays make that actual push, and when there's like actual like holy shit, mm-hmm. we're in like we're in the playoffs here. I, I it's going to be incredible, man. I can't wait. Yeah, dude. Like it's that team is one of those teams that you look at. You talk about the like the Astros, the Cubs, these teams that didn't do well, but then they can they drafted well. Like it's completely opposite of like teams like like the uh, the Pirates who still don't play well and they just. Some reason they can still they can't just can't get over that losing they're losing ways because the yeah. Pirates for a while dude they were they were just they were I think three three straight years in the postseason or a couple two yeah. or three wild cards and they just face it they think the Giants like two out of those three years and just got up Madison Bumgarnered. Yep, exactly. No, yeah, that's one of the organizations. You never know if they're going to be good again, but they have a really good minor league <clears> system, <throat> man. They're they're nasty. Yeah, um, Simeon's another guy who former A on the who <laughs> I again just. The front office of Oakland's like, no, we can't keep this. You know, it's wild. He grew, he and I grew up like within miles of each other. Really? I've never, I never knew him, but like, yeah, we both lived in the same city for like our whole childhood. Yeah, no, Simeon's a guy to me, certified clown show. I mean, you want to take the money and play in Texas for the Texas Rangers? Yeah. He's ne- well, kiss away playing in the playoffs. I mean, this guy's never, and I'll say it right here the Texas Rangers will never be good the, the the rangers will never surpass what the toronto blue jays do yeah he had a massive opportunity to stay here he would have had a lineup guys hitting behind him yeah where yeah. you were forced to pitch to him in texas you just have him and seager there's yeah. i'm sorry there's literally no one else in that lineup there might be another guy but you it, i understand the money aspect cool but you could have taken a little bit of a discount and stayed yep. here and like legit won a world series or been close to it for like the next five to six he would, years he would have played meaningful meaningful baseball for like this whole the rest of his career at least and, but instead he's going to be at the in the basement and people are saying to me yeah they they signed john gray john gray the jays no. signed kendall graveman like the jays yeah. now have that good rotation and hopefully they start getting their bullpen guys but it doesn't make sense to me why these guys just go chase the bag when he he has enough money, man. You have yeah. enough money. Why don't why don't you want to win a ring now? Like yeah. I, everyone roasts the ring chaser that's, thing. That's how. Oh no, I'm 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 told I'd, I'd be a ring chaser in heartbeat. Like I would sign with the best team for whatever they would have me at. Like legitimately, like because the goal is he's he already got the bag. Like he he had a good deal with Toronto. Like they paid him pretty well for that one season. And yeah. talk about betting on yourself, dude. So uh, again. In, in Oakland, I watched him play. He was traded to us um, for Jeff Samarja from the White Sox. He was the worst, like, shortstop in baseball. Like, he, I think he led the league in errors in 2015. Like, one of the worst. Every radio station after the game when they do, like, the um, like the calls and, like, everyone would talk to the host about complaining about the game, would, his dad would have to call the show and, like, defend his son. Like, that's how bad it got. Oh, my and then, God. Oh, it was terrible, dude. Like, everyone hated him. He was, like, just getting clowned. And then... They brought in uh, Ron Washington and then Wash like worked with him every day. Like Simeon is a grinder. He was at the ballpark every day doing drills with Wash. And then like two years later, he's in the running for a gold glove. And I think he won last season a gold glove. So he turned his career around and like so good for him for, you know, getting that money because like his career to start off with was he got, I didn't think he would even last in the show. That's how it's wild how how, how good he is now. And like. He was third at MVP <laughs> votes two years, three years ago with Oakland. So it's easy. And even yeah, this year, he was third, right? But but you want to hit in a lineup where pitchers are going to be forced yeah. to throw No, I hear you. what you're saying. Like, yeah, I mean, no. it's in Texas, it's who you're going to be facing the Astros, the, the, the Mariners, who the Mariners are stacked now. They're probably going to be one of the next teams that are good. And it's a, you know, it's a deep, it's a, well, then again, you have the Yankees and the, and the Red Sox and, and the AOE. So it's not really comparison there, I guess. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's. It's, um, I guess, I guess, I mean, I, I don't know what it could be for him. I guess maybe he wanted to play in Texas, but 
uh, it's just I don't understand that shit, man. You're you're hitting in front of Lottie. Like, what more could you ask for? You're hitting. You're, no state taxes. The, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess the state tax and the taxes. That, that's huge, shit. though. Yeah, yeah it, it's huge because like Texas, like you, you know, that no state. I almost moved to Texas before I moved out here, yeah. Wisconsin. Um, your guy, Hobie, uh, Hobie Harris. Uh, he is was uh he was in the the Jays last year in the in the AAA. Um, yeah, he is now a brewer. Have you uh, have you talked to him since the trade? Yeah, no, he's excited, man. Obviously, inter- like especially with the young arms and all, all the roster spots, limited roster spots available to Blue Jays, didn't really have that much of an opportunity here. He is nasty. Like we're yeah. talking like ninety nine from the right <laughs> side, nasty off speed stuff, an absolute grinder, a good back end of the bullpen guy. He's going to be massive. I think he's going to be in the show in like May. Like if he did what he did last year for the Jays, he was just punching tickets like it was nothing. He's a grinder. He's been in. He's been through the ringer and the minors, obviously. He's played for the Yankees and the, mm-hmm. picked up by the Jays in the Rule 5. But yeah. if the Brewers try – I mean, I don't know if the, what they do with their pitching, but – Oh, he, our he, pitching is elite. Like, we, they they take good pitchers and, they're like, they'll get they, – they made Hunter Strickland a legit uh, baseball player again. Like, yeah. yeah they're good. No, he's – I think, yeah, and obviously I think that's why he chose to go there maybe, I guess. I don't know if they're, pitch, oh, they're pitching and all that kind of stuff. But, no, he's uh, – He's good, man. He's one of the really good guys, too, in the game of baseball, like a genuine, genuine yeah. sweetheart. I love Hobie, man. So I'm going to get him on here for you. I mean, oh, he'll, sure. he'll do it. No, he'll do it. He'll do it. I, he, oh, I you, he has to now. You you, you put it out there. No, he's that. no, he, no, he, it's not even hot. Like, he's going to do it. Like, trust me. I, I, sure. I'm close with his agent as well. So it, yeah. it'll, it, it'll be easy. It'll be easy for him to come on. So I respect that. I respect that. Hey, when he makes his major league debut, I was going to talk to you about that. Like, are you going to come out here to uh, Wisconsin? I might. I might. Like I said, I mean, I, I love, I'm a debut guy now. Uh, yeah. I've been to a couple debuts. I actually, Kevin Smith's debut. Uh, on the Blue Jays, he made his debut. I was there with his family. It was very emotional. Not like it was to the point where it was emotional. Like I, I don't know why I would have been emotional about it because yeah. I literally have known him for a year. But just seeing how much emotion was in his family, it was borderline yeah. putting me in tears. And for his first at bat, obviously because he's my guy. I mean, I play like I talk to him every single day. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> just seeing his debut, and I was nervous as hell. So I packed the dip. I put a dip in my mouth on his like before his first at bat at the Rogers Center. He gets the squeaky little hit. I <laughs> swallow the dip. Oh, and I'm shown on the TV with behind his family. Yeah, and I just look zooted. Like I got a million text messages. Like, dude, what what's wrong with you? Like, you look yeah. messed up. But I, I love debuts. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be at Hobie's debut, man, because that's Let a guy that just I'm gonna try to I'll try to go too. We'll, that, we'll that, catch that, the game together. That's a guy that's absolutely been grinding, man. I, I, I hope it's debuts in like New York or some or Philly, somewhere close here, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. I can't pick. Uh, well, Milwaukee's not too far from you. Yeah. No, how far is that? Like 13 hours, I think. I think it's 13. I searched it up actually. I searched it up. Okay. Because it's in Wisconsin, correct? Obviously, it's in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, no, it's 13 hours because me and my brother actually searched the other day how far Lambeau is. Is that correct? Are you mm-hmm. close to Lambeau? Uh, two hours, maybe. Yeah. So Lambeau feels like 11 hours and 30 minutes for me. So it's yeah, it's in that it's in that range. It's drivable. Yeah, it's not it's not the worst drive. I mean, you yeah, know. no, for sure. For sure. Not you, driving. You, it's not driving to Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, you drove to Michigan. What? Like a week or two ago? Three weeks. Three weeks ago for the uh. Three weeks ago, for I drove to Indianapolis for the. Uh, oh, it was in Indianapolis. Yeah, okay. it was in Indianapolis. That's even the, further though. The Big it? Ten Championship. Yeah, it was like nine hour drive. It, it was nine hours, but no, it was worth it. Obviously, yeah. but yeah, Indianapolis isn't too far from you. I'm assuming, right? Like probably it, like four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's so you would be closer then. Yeah, maybe so actually. What? Yeah, no, I, I probably yeah. I guess you could say it was like seven and a half hours to go to Indianapolis. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then you're probably like. You're, that means you're closer to us than that because uh, they're you have to drive further to get to Indianapolis. Maybe I, I honestly I'm not sure. I know you guys. Yeah, you have to drive through Chicago to get to you guys, like with our no, road, no oh, with for our road, route, we have okay. to because there's like a lake in, in the middle yeah, of it, yeah, so we yeah, have to well. drive around that. So I think that's why it's like 12 hours. Oh, that's fair because then you go you have to go around the other way. That yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Okay, I yeah. see what you're saying. Well, hey, if it is in Wisconsin, dude, and and it's and it's it's kind of hard though because he's a reliever, so it's kind of hard. So you to, never know. Yeah, you, you know. gotta just assume. I know his agent's gonna be there. So uh, worst case, is there his agent's out of New York? So worst case, we'll just fly out because New York's like yeah. six hours from me. But no, I, I have to go see his debut, man. Like I wish it was here in Toronto, but he's gonna make most of the opportunity, man. You'll see. He, he's he's a freak. You know, I'm I'm excited to have him on the podcast. I'm excited to have him on the on the in the in, for the Brewers. 
because uh, like I live here in Wisconsin, so like I cheer for the Brewers all the time. Like they're like my NL team. Like I love I love watching them. Uh, we have a team that's loaded. Like our pitching staff is probably like the best in baseball, if not yeah. if not it's easily top three. We also have the the NL Cy Young Award winner. We have a legit uh, bullpen, so he'll fit right in there with Hader and and Devin Williams. Like just having and he's him. A Texas throw. guy, man. He's a cowboy boot wearing cowboy hat. He'll he'll fit in good there, man. I'm I, I'm excited to see like that debut because you love to see these success stories of guys that kind of really came from not that much. I mean, he yeah. went to Pitt, a late round draft pick, and now he's like. He's he could taste the show. He should have been there last year. You can make the case. The Jays had Tyler Chatwood in the bullpen, the, the worst pitcher I've ever seen in my Ever. life. I hate yeah, Tyler yeah, yeah. Chatwood. But yeah, it's like that's one thing that will never stick with me is like why the Jays didn't call Hobie up. That's one of the big gripes I have with them. But yeah, no, he, he's gonna make the most of it. I'm fired up for it. Dude, that's awesome. Hey, um, hey, I wanna I'm gonna let you go because I know yeah, you're busy, man, and all that stuff. But I, I wanna thank you for coming on the pod, John, and uh Johnny and uh, I do appreciate you taking the time to talk, man. And I guess oh, give your give your podcast a shout out too, man. So we can over to listen to you. Yeah, Fisher official podcast available everywhere. A little bit of a big guest coming on this week, Luke Jackson, reliever of the Atlanta Braves, one of the big guys. Yeah, in the crew. Um, See, so yeah, you, we're we're a big uh, no no brace pod just because they destroy oh, oh, the Brewers. True. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just asking. You know, I'm a big Matzik guy though. Matzik's one of my best friends. So yeah, that's uh, awesome. Ty- Tyler Matzik. He hooked it up. Shout out T Mats. Um, sorry for what he did to the Brewers, but Matzik's just yeah. that guy. He's that guy, plain and simple. The Brewers, everyone just ran into a buzzsaw with that. The Braves team, they were good. Like yeah. I thought, I thought the Brewers had a legitimate. Char- I had um, Jeff Blum on, and we were talking about that, and he's like, "Dude, I think it's gonna be Astros and Brewers." And I'm like, "Dude, I think it is too." Ended up, it, it, it should have been realistically. Should've, yeah, it, it would have been. Like, we had the yeah. team to do it. It's just like yeah. the Braves; they were just destined hot to at the win, right so. time. Hot at the right time, man. That's but anyway, thank is. you for having me on, brother. And like I said, well, I'll get you Hobie on the podcast. I mean, he he needs to get a little taste of what be, what a Brewers fans like. He probably has no idea. We got yeah. we got we got to pop the cherry for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get him on. We got to get him excited to be here. Get him taste. I don't know if they have Culver's out in Texas, but get they him. might. They might. I, I don't think they have Zaxby's. Zaxby's. Oh, okay. Do you guys? Yeah, Zaxby's. I think that's never heard it of it. Never heard of it. Yeah, no. it's like a thing. But I mean, I'm, I've only been here five years, so I don't know. Okay. All right, man. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. You know what I love about game day? Great food, snacks, and hanging out with my family and friends. Got a big game day celebration coming up? Stop by Publix from January 29th through February 11th to do all your shopping. And you can pick up an extra savings flyer from the Publix Information Center at store entrances or at customer service. You'll get savings on all your favorite brands. So no matter the outcome of the game, you'll be winning with the perfect game day goodies. Stop by your local Publix today and don't forget to grab an extra savings flyer to make game day great. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.